1: Hammer and Nigel. You believe these characters are weirdos? So
0: let's
1: rock! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer, right over there, with a very special guests in the studio. Robert Evans III is a policy analyst, a fellow at the Mitch Daniels Leadership Foundation, uh, formerly a researcher and contributor to Chalkboard Review. He's got a degree from Indiana University's McKinney School of Law, studying for a degree in public affairs. Mr. Evans, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
0: Uh, great. But you have that backwards. I already have the degree for public affairs, but I'm studying for the degree from McKinney School ah, of Law. So. Okay. 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 You're still no studying one. you're yeah. still studying the law. Yeah. All right. right. Exactly. I don't want anyone to think that I'm like no, a no. lawyer out here. You, so you, you get it right. So we've been
1: talking for a long time a long about time. where Joe Hawksett was during the nights of riots. Sure. Because in other Democratic cities, take Atlanta for example, I remember Keisha Lance Bottoms having a press conference telling everyone, quote, this is chaos, go home. She was loud. She was vocal. Other cities that are very blue, the mayors were there trying to restore order. Here in Indianapolis... That didn't happen. And it's almost taboo to even bring it up. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the Indianapolis media outside of this radio station wants to have the conversation about where Joe Hawkset was during the riots of 2020. You have started trying to put pieces of the puzzle together here. At least you're trying. So take me through what you have right now.
0: Yeah. You know, thanks, guys. And so I'll, I'll tell you how this started, really, was the questions that, I mean, you guys and Tony Katz and really the station, uh, Rob Kendall also, were asking back in um, 2020 and into 2021 about, you know, what happened, you know? And for me, it wasn't really political, but, what, but I did, you know, understand the impact that this period had on the city, right? Th- th- those weeks will define the mm, city for, yeah. for years and years to come, decades to come. Like, look at downtown and how it's changed and everything. And so, I started asking simple questions. I, I, I filed an APRA request, you know, the state's records request, um, in early tw- in mid twenty twenty two, and the re- response I got back was really strange. Right, the first thing I got back was what, what did you ask for? The, in the yeah, request? no, I, I can read. I can read that request to you specifically because that was the thing. It was like I would like all emails, text, or phone transcripts regarding correspondence for the above listed individuals and any other person that Mayor Joe Hogsett was in contact with. During the days of May 29th through June 1st of 2020, I'm interested in executive orders or general guidance and communications between the mayor's office, the City council leadership and any emergency services response to rise to to sites. So to me, that's pretty expansive, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Do
1: they have to give that stuff to you?
0: They have to. They have to. And the only thing that they gave me back was one executive order that he put out, I believe the morning of the 21st or something. And then I had some back and forth with their corporate attorneys and some other people and and the staff. And they're like, the mayor doesn't have an email address. And I'm like, okay. 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 Here. And
1: for those who don't recall of what happened in 2020, night number one of the riots happened, may have caught people by surprise. There's a lot of people that thought Indy did not have that in them. And it happened. Well, we never heard. From the mayor a night goes by the next night everybody knows what's going to happen everybody knew night number two was going to happen We heard from the mayor the tweet we heard a we saw a tweet come out from his account but it sounds like that was put out by his assistant, Thomas Carl Cook. Sure. We did not physically see Joe Hawk set boots on the ground in Indianapolis until Sunday morning when all of the carnage had already happened. And he basically blamed the police in his press conference. So that's, you know, is why a lot of people are wondering, where was he? And let's stop dancing around the elephant in the room. There are rumors, and I don't know if it's true or not, I've been told by Democrat politicians in Central Indy that the mayor was either drunk or in rehab. Again allegedly. I have no idea if that's true or not. I've been told that. So this is the reason why I think a lot of people are wondering, where was Joe? And I guess it's really not the point. The point is who was running the city while this was going on. This is what you're wanting to get down to the bottom of, Robert.
0: Yeah, and so, like, let me let me say for record, because a lot of people have, have said this, that this is about exposing, you know, where the mayor was. I don't, again, I don't care if he was with his sick grandmother, right? I, I really don't. Yeah, I we, also, we all struggle with issues. Like, I have a crazy the addiction to books and jujitsu my wife is always like why do you have so many books do you really need another gi right like i'm like that
1: with donuts and beer
0: <laughs> uh, i've actually like that with beer and whiskey a little bit too yeah whether or not he was with a
1: sick relative yes. or trying to improve himself in rehab is, is exactly. really not the right. point here
0: we want to know but the point was running things. the point for me is that as I, as I started going down this rabbit hole so that was the first request i i I, I submit it, and I thought maybe it was too broad or too abstract, right? So I submitted another one like a year later. Actually, I think it was earlier last year, and had some back and forth with with the their staff a little bit, and they're fully aware. And so this is this second one was based on the Drejan Reed shooting, right? Yes. And, and so I was asking like because there's an article in the IBJ that says that the mayor, sta- the mayor and members of the mayor staff were at a meeting with the family of Drejan Reed and people from the Indy 10 Black Lives Matters group. So I specifically asked for meeting invites, calendars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They returned nothing to me. And I'm like, okay, so, okay. So the IBJ is reporting this. I think it was reported in the Star for a second also, but the mayor's office has no records of this. So whether or not it happened or whether it happened or not, the, the big question for me is like, Now we're talking about transparency and state and city government, right? Absolutely. Because if, if, because there are very specific statutes and laws about how, how government officials have to track things for transparency for, you know, for citizens to be able to ask basic questions on there. One of the other things that really got to me, and this is a little bit of my background. So when I was doing my master's in public policy at O'Neill, um, I actually interned for Indiana Department of Homeland, Indianapolis Department of Homeland Security. Okay. So I, I'm a former military police officer, served in Afghanistan back in o two o three. right? So I have some, a little bit of experience with like use of force, riot control, stuff like that. Right. And haven't done a lot of it, not trying to put that out there, but I understand the theories around it. And so dur- for my internship, I actually wrote the crisis communications plan for the city of Indianapolis. So you start, this is back when um, the end of the Ballard administration. And so when you start talking about the national incident response management system, right? There's a very structured step that you have to take, who's in charge, who has accountability. A lot of the stuff came out of the FEMA stuff. The from, command hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the stuff came out of the FEMA stuff from Hurricane Katrina after and after 9-11 and stuff like that. So as I started doing these inquiries, I realized that even if everything was done as it should be, it, it doesn't seem like the city is actually engaging you know, the incident response management. They're just kind of like doing things I don't want to say willy nilly, but just kind of as it come to them, right? It was a mess. It, it was a mess. A, it, was, it was an absolute
1: was mess. mess. And and I, I again, if the mayor was indisposed, whatever. That's not the point. I want to know who was running things and
0: and and who, who was told the charge. police
1: to stand down? Who made that call that told IMPD to basically stand yeah. down yeah. and let this happen? Yeah. Because that's the million dollar question: Who was running the city during the city's darkest hour?
0: And so, and that's really where really where it started to grow for me so when the mayor did the uh police Ac- accountability review board i think that was in early mid late 2021 and they put all the blame on the impd yeah. now what we have to remember wow. is that the mayor of indianapolis is both the political but legal head of public safety of indianapolis right so When I started digging into that and reading it, and and they put, and I know Rick Snyder talked about this a few times, they put all the blame on IMPD. The problem with this with this review is that all of the reviewers were picked by Joe Hogsett, and many of them are his donors. So what we're talking about here is a situation where the who the person who was legally in charge of this department picked the people to review himself. So there's no impartiality there that, that, that the city has from that review at all. And it's, it's, it's deeply unfortunate that that the city has put all this on, on IMPD and we see how that has, has impacted the city and law enforcement in the last few years.
1: So Robert, why didn't any of these folks that were trying to primary uh, Joe Hogsett bring this up when the
0: Indiana primary was getting ready to happen? Yeah, um, <laughs> smile on your face there. You know, I, I've, I've, there's one of them that I've become friendly with over social media. That this, this had some conversations with me. So I won't, I won't tell, say what he said. But I don't think that they wanted to put it out there because I think it would just be a hit on just the democratic establishment in general. Because ultimately, a lot of the people that are in infrastructure and and leadership in the city yeah. would move on to the next. Move on to their their administration. Right. So but the question should have been asked. Right. The question should have been asked
1: either from those individuals trying to primary Joe or other members of the Indianapolis media. We're not the only place where people talk shop here. (laughs) Every local TV station has some sort of political pundit, Mm -hmm. political show, and nobody wants to address the elephant in the room of the mayor being missing
0: during rioting. So, yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about, too, is like the media, because, you know, I've had interactions with reporters from the Star. And going back to the primary, one of the things that a lot of people in the city don't understand or a lot of them don't even know is that the mayor and his office are currently named in a wrongful death suit for against uh, Chris Beatty that died, uh, you know, during Mm -hmm. the riot. Mr. Indianapolis. Mr. Indianapolis. Right. And and. If you look at if you look at how those things usually happen, you know, it's probably gonna settle. I've been watching that case a little bit. And so that's gonna cost us hundreds of thousands, if not a couple million dollars, if it settles. But imagine if any of the Democratic primary officers asked, you know, what about this lawsuit you have against you? Because he's named as an individual, not just his office, named as an individual in this wrongful death. And I also wanna make sure we remember. Was her name Jessica Whitaker that died? Yeah,
1: we just talked about her. just talked about her her also, right? Yes, the canal of 2020. Four
0: days later, she has been completely forgotten, but there's no part of me that believes that her death was not a consequence of what happened during those days. Absolutely. There's no part of me.
1: So, two things here before we let you go here. Again, we're chatting with Robert Evans III. Number one, where can we get the audio of the IMPD the day? of the riots or the days of the riots. Is this something that FOIA requests has to uh, file to make happen? Because I know the FOP president has been asking for the tapes to be released. Somebody has to be on the record of telling the IMPD basically to stand down. Yeah. And number two, big picture, what's next for your investigation here?
0: Yeah, so my, my understanding is that as long as there's not an active investigation going on, those records should be public. Right. And, and and I, and my, my belief that, you know, and this is not a, a, a criticism of IMPD, but my belief is that IMPD and the mayor's office should want to release those to the public for truth and reconciliation. So I think that we can get those and I'm going to, I'm going to work to get those. I'm actually starting to work with some attorneys to kind of refine this process right now. Uh, yeah. And thanks for asking like what, what, what the next steps are. So for me, I have, I have four things I want to just hope everyone can work with, like real quick. I think that all elected officials regardless of party in the state should ask for an independent investigation into those nights be it federal be it a state judge or something like that we need to know what really happened like you said who was in charge who said what you know outside of party because the mayor cannot pick the people to investigate his own department there's there's absolutely no, not there, there's, there's nothing there yeah. real quick secondly um Everyone who ever sees the mayor or anyone in his administration needs to ask. We need to stand up as citizens and just ask. Outside of party, just ask.
1: And that's citizens, that's news directors, that's news reporters, directors. that's anybody he actually lets in his inner circle. Sure, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at R3Evans. If anybody would like to reach out and uh, talk to you about this or any other issue, at R3Evans on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us in studio. We appreciate it. Yeah,
0: thanks, guys. That's thanks, Robert. really great.